0: my head is disrespect so that I had double check I' always take the money they need me way what's going on guys this is the pause and reflect podcast the show that's going to take the fluff out of everything going on in life because this world doesn't need any more snowflakes we don't need any more fluff and sunshine and rainbows because that is not life we need more men and women to step to the plate and do what they have to do to change the country. By any means necessary, because the route that it's going right now is not good. It's frankly scary, and I don't care what I have to do, what I have to say, whose feelings I have to hurt. I'm going to at least try to t- make whatever little difference that I can make myself. And that includes doing this show, and that includes everything that I do at work, everything I do with people that I meet on the streets. Every little piece of it goes toward this mission of mine. I need to make sure I do my part, even if I die doing it and nothing changes. That I know I died trying to bring back this country that I grew up loving. The country, the image that I thought was America, right? Like this is what we thought it was, the American dream. But we soon realized that that's not really the case. And I'm not going to dive too deep into that rabbit hole. It's not what we're going to be talking about. I'm just trying to share the, share the, the purpose behind the show. What you should be expecting to get from here is straight life-changing information that's all that's all i choose to post things that help me change my life things that help me improve and become a new person those are the things that are going to be shared on this show today i want to shine the light on a very underrated topic something that i believe has always been kind of underrated but due to certain events happening more and more often especially when that happened just a couple weeks ago or even a couple weeks ago i think um Things that are shining a little bit more light toward these topics, more in a negative direction, unfortunately, but I want to really show the positive coming out of certain things and show what was done very well in this specific event. So I'm sure you probably know what I'm about to talk about. I'm sure by the title, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. Everyone's talking about it, but without further ado, I'm Isaac. This is the Pause Reflect Podcast, and let's talk about today's topic. I want to go ahead and give a heads up. I am a little sick, if you couldn't tell already, so I'm sorry if I don't sound the most fucking appealing, but we're going to get through it. And, I mean, if I could go here and talk about this, even when I don't feel like talking about it because my throat hurts, then at least show me a little bit of appreciation and listen for as much as you possibly can, right? Um, I want to go ahead and thank my sponsor for this show, Isaac Alminger. He, Without him, we wouldn't have the lights and the computer and the microphone to record this, so thank you, Isaac. Uh, he pays me zero dollars. But he is still a great man, even though he is playing me slave labor. But great guy. You should totally go check him out. Isaac Alimer, Um, Great guy, great guy. Thank you for our sponsor. And I will never run an ad on this show. I don't plan on ever running ads on this show. I plan on owning this show for my own. So the only thing that I ask from you guys is to just share the podcast. Go down. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, just rate the podcast real quick. It takes 10 15 seconds. If you're watching this, just go ahead and like the video. Maybe comment, yay, or whatever you want to comment. Just share this and help us grow because I feel like that's the only way we're probably going to grow. No one wants to shine the, the spotlight on shows like this because I'm talking about real shit. I'm sure you're wondering what the topic is if you haven't guessed it already. Today, we're going to be reviewing camera footage and body cam footage of the Nashville incident that happened not too long ago. I believe it happened March 27th. Either the 27th or the 28th. So, not necessarily two weeks ago, but a little over a week ago. It's very recent, and it's unfortunate things like this are happening more and more often. It's almost been normalized, and kind of we're learning more to just cope with it rather than fix the issue at heart, which is really disturbing. And it's kind of one of the things I want to touch on today. So, my goal here is to kind of highlight things done by the officers specifically. I believe it's Officer Rex, right? don't want to butcher his name excuse me but wonderful job it's some of the best policing i've seen personally at least caught on footage right i think we see a lot of the negative things lately and it kind of shuns out the good stuff but i'm glad that the the police department here let the footage out almost immediately they they knew it was a good they knew they did a good job and they knew that people needed to see that so So I actually want to share a quick story before we dive into the footage itself. And it's more of a local story about over 20 years ago. I believe it was still in late 1990s. I wasn't born yet. Um, There was a school shooting here at a local high school, actually down the street from where I live currently. Uh, I believe this instilled a lot of fear into our little community because this isn't a big town. It's not a small, small town, but it's not huge. And I think that things like this, even though it happened over 20 years ago, still has a lingering effect today. Especially because a lot of those kids that were involved in that shooting were there. The people who had that trauma and experienced that itself. The people who heard those gunshots there. Those people are still alive. And, I mean, they're not much older than my parents. They're right around that same age. So, like, obviously that stuff is still there. The memory is still there. And it's still fairly recent. If you really want to think about it, 20 years ago isn't that long ago. It's really not. So talking about those things weren't necessarily something that we wanted to do around here just because there was so much fear. And I I think what it did do, especially the more and more that this happens outside of this little town and throughout the country, is it kind of helps us connect to the country itself. It makes us kind of look at it like, oh, okay, it could happen in big towns. It could happen in small towns. Like we understand what these towns are going through. And let's be honest, it's not going to get better. These families that live in this town, they're going to suffer from these things for a very long time, especially here in Nashville, or there in Nashville. It's such a big city. Um, It's going to happen again. You know, it's only a matter of time. Here in my local town, I think it helped to bring a little more awareness to us. Like, oh, shit, it could happen anywhere, right? So we need to help our students prepare, help the teachers prepare, help the officers prepare. I, I know that our community does very well in preparation for these type of events. It, you know, we're not going to prevent it, but we do prepare for the event occurring itself and i believe that they have gotten a lot better since then of course i I definitely hope so right you would think that a reoccurring issue like this something that happens spectacularly obviously i'm not saying that in a wonderful sense but something that happens at this type of level mass shootings you would think that after so many times we would start to change the way we do things right after so many times so many kids that had to lose their lives and so many events and headlines that we have to read it's like You would think we'd make a change, yet nothing's really changed. In fact, it's probably gone the complete opposite. Rather than trying to instill more protection into these schools and protect our kids, we want to take money from the people that are protecting us. A little kind of, you know, mind-boggling to me. Um, Is boggling a word? I don't know. A little mind-boggling to me how that works, but it also makes sense when you really think about it because, think about it, they... They want us to fight they want us to be violent and do these things and get mad back they want to keep poking the bear so we can poke back because when we're violent they have more authority to take control over certain things right just in, just like this situation that happened um a few days ago what did what did they do immediately is they pointed the blame toward guns it's because they, what they want us to do is act violently like this so they can take away what we can use to fight back so we have no control, right? They could catch us with their pants down a lot easier when they, when they do things like this. It's definitely a long route and definitely a painful route for us to go through, and it kind of sucks. But think about the way it's already heading, right? They're already starting to take control of social media. They're eventually going to take control of the power we have physically, and it looks like they're wanting to take control of the churches going on in this. I'm going to talk about that later, by the way, but those three things are just very important when you start to control those three things we're almost nobodies. i mean just look back at how this country was created and how we were able to fight against those things right they made us believe these certain things were true and when they had control of those specific things major aspects of our life it was obviously clear that it was easy for them to control us of course we were able to fight back and we could definitely do that now non-violently but they want us to do it violently so let's go ahead and jump into this footage i'm going to bring it up right now i'm gonna start from the beginning okay so right off the bat obviously you could see her entering the parking lot with no resistance absolutely nothing stopping her from just driving on in as she continues to drive on in you know one thing i noticed when watching this video that i just didn't really understand is how can federal buildings federally owned buildings and you know banks, certain things like that have checkpoints and kind of more of a force we'll stop it right there more of a force stopping them from even entering the area right like when you think about it they protect our money this way they protect our personal information this way but they don't protect our children this way when you look at maybe a da's office or a police office or just any government-owned building most of them have some type of checkpoint if not a checkpoint then some type of barrier of entry if not both right you see major banks do this for example they have barriers of entry on multiple checkpoints before you can even get to someone to talk to right so i think something that could have easily prevented this whole this whole thing in general from even occurring excuse me and or at least slowing it down is having just a barrier right like a school down the street from here they have a Obviously, high schools, typically, you don't see it made like this. It's more in elementary schools. I think all schools should probably implement something like this. But our elementary school down the street has a barrier. Not to the parking lot, not to just the property itself, but to the school grounds. It's just a wired fence, nothing crazy. But it does help slow things down and does help control the flow of traffic in and out of the school. Not only that, but in order to get into the office in certain parts of that school, there is multiple barriers and doors to enter and things that are typically locked from the outside. Of course, small things like that, the most schools can easily, easily implement, especially like looking at this footage right now, like these doors are glass. I think that was a mistake made right from the start, and we'll see why here in a second. But again, this thing could have easily been slowed down, dramatically slowed down, or if not completely not have happened if there would have just been the checkpoint or some type of gate around the the parking lot. You know, it's not that expensive. You know, maybe up front, yeah, sure, it might look like a lot of money to us, but to a public school like this or even a state-funded school, anything like that, like, is that money that it takes to just put a wired fence around the parking lot that requires a remote that only staff can get, does that price really mean that much to you does it mean more than the lives of these kids that were lost just these six lives of people that were lost in this event does it like honestly so right here you'll see it looks okay so you can see her walking up okay it shoots the glass almost limited barrier of entry whatsoever and then she kind of just walks up in here obviously there's no glass there so she kicks the glass you see that kicks the glass and walks right in so here you can see her entering the building. It looks like... Okay, so first off, what the hell is this? I'm not familiar with the type of gun that this is. I know it's not... It's not what the media was trying to make it sound like it was. You, I don't know if you read the headlines, but they were making this... They were calling this an AR-style pistol. I don't know what an AR-style pistol is. I've never heard of that before. Ever. In my whole entire life of being around this type of law enforcement life, being around guns, my whole entire life, like... Never heard anything referred to as an AR-style pistol. So I don't know the exact name for this type of weapon, but it's obviously very lethal. Um, I do notice, like, uh, I don't know how much time she spent in this area exactly, or what this area is. It looks like some type of office, maybe like a teacher's area. But it seems to me that they had a good, the best that it could be, evacuation system to get people out of here. Because it clearly looks like not to be any people in this area so she continues to open doors and just go in and out kind of exploring the area i'm assuming to to find her her victim so you can see here that they officers including rex waste no time arriving on scene they don't worry about anything else they get to the tools they know are necessary to get to he knows his position here obviously they've trained for things like this he knows what he has to do and you can tell that the other officers know what they need to do i like that he is operating off very little information. He is, uh, first off, shout out to these two, I think it's two, right? At least one of these teachers, I'm assuming, um, staff members that stayed outside of the building. Like, they didn't flee. They had enough courage to stay here and help out. So it does look like two. So two staff members that helped these officers kind of get briefed a little bit for whatever they they could be told uh, they were obviously given whatever very little information they were given rex has the key to the building from these two staff members so he right here makes entry into the building this is what i love and and after hearing like rex and the other officers talk about what was going on in this situation these this is not a team that typically works together they don't work together right they i'm sure they are aware of each other in certain roles in the team but they don't typically work with each other like these people obviously aren't Together, If that makes sense. So it's wonderful team building that they did here in just a short amount of time. They all knew their roles. They all knew what specific tasks they were dealt with. And the tactics here are just, I mean, you can't go wrong with the tactics here. They're moving quick. They're clearing out rooms. They're talking it through while they're moving, right? They're getting more information as they continue to move rather than just trying to wait outside while this kid continues to hurt other innocent lives we'll go ahead and pause it right there i guess you could say they might have learned something from that texas shooting i hope that they did i hope a lot of officers did across the country but it's something that could never happen again this uh, the, uh, these officers walking into the building being briefed as they actively walk into the building by two very courageous staff members and they're clearing rooms and learning more and more about what they have to do to get to the target as they actively go through the building that's the right way to do things so starting the video right here i i believe you can hear shots fired and that's why rex just on he knew obviously he knows the part he knows he has to go first like this guy this guy knows he has to enter these rooms and buildings for he knows that he's going to be the executor of these things which means he also knows he's going to be the first line of fire meaning he's also more likely to be the one that dies in these certain situations But he hears the shots fired And he knows that it's on top of his head He knows that he needs to go up So they find the nearest stairway And he goes up So I really Before this part starts I really want you to watch Kind of this guy right here This guy's very important role As well as the guy holding the shotgun over here I Yeah he's up in front right here So right here you'll notice something very subtle let me oh, Let me go back real quick so watch this guy right here you'll notice what he does see see how he does that little kind of oof, right he knows his role he understands that this is where she's at he understands this is where the threat is located and they know the roles they know where to go into and how to go into it and rex obviously knows his position he rushes in there completely fearless i mean he probably scared his balls off if we're being honest but he knows his duty and he knows what he swore to do and he knows what he's supposed to do because he trained for this right he understands his role as a peace officer and he executed on these duties very well as you can see this whole team here works beautifully in sync as that guy right here on the side points uh kind of telling him like hey like this is your you have to enter first you go first, and then it looks like the shotgun guy maybe follows behind, and then obviously the most less lethal in the back. And you can see how they kind of spread out to the side in that same formation. But you see Rex come around this corner right here I'll kind of skip to it. Comes around the corner right here. As you can see, he obviously located the threat at this very moment. And boom. So what I like to see here is as soon as Rex took his, took his shots Look at this guy right here. We'll go ahead and rewind just a little bit. The guy with the shotgun immediately reacts. Doesn't hesitate. He's not like, oh, shoot, shots fired. You know, he actually jumps into the line of sight. He hears the shots and he jumps forward, not back, not to the side. He jumps forward with the shotgun, ready for anything that were going to come his way. And then the guy, obviously, the guy with the handgun right here follows. And then these guys with the body armor. Yeah. So Rex knows he's what's also done very well here that i see some officers in these situations kind of mess up on is they get really trigger happy and they kind of want to be i don't know if they want to be the hero or they're just in the heat of the moment i believe it's a lot of the heat of the moment type of thing is that probably would have shot more shots than necessary those were enough i believe maybe even one or two too little considering that this person obviously the threat was still alive after those few shots but he knows his position he knows he had to enter the the room first he took his shots and he stepped back it doesn't get simpler than that it's finest footwork possible right the simple things done very well takes a shot step steps back lets these two guys right here there you go puts his weapon down lets the other two come around And they close in and they finish the job You can see here that obviously they're still continuing to be safe And they understand that this is not necessarily the end of the threat They don't know what else is going on, right? They're just aware that there is an active deadly shooter on campus So they obviously took down one threat They don't know what else is coming So they're definitely weary about this whole situation itself So they take care of the job here they get this situation under control and then they continue to move forward and press the issue as you can see he continues to do after he has controlled the situation so this is officer this is the body cam right here footage of officer Michael I believe this is the guy that held the yep he okay so he's the guy that you know did the the thing to Rex the guy holding the handgun man this is just imagine being in this situation right I believe a lot of people that what they don't understand is they They see these things and they're like, Oh, like why did they do this? Why didn't they do that? But you gotta understand, like, look at look at these guys' faces, look at their expressions, like they're here to do a job. And they're here to execute on that job and the emotions that must be running through these guys guys' heads and the outcomes that they're probably thinking of in their heads. You gotta understand that they're human at the end of the day, and this is wonderful training. This is peak performance of any human that can possibly ever happen. I mean, this is harder than probably any more olympic athlete will ever have to go through you know in terms of a a sportings event or anything that that's how i like to relate it. i like to relate to sports and hopefully you can understand it that way too but just any major event is not going to be ever as physically or mentally taxing as this moment right here i don't think these officers will ever forget this type of situation and frankly some of these guys probably won't ever be the same and we have to understand that we can't sit here and point and oh they should have done this they should have done that like you don't know you haven't been in a situation like that. You haven't been in a situation where someone is dying in your own hands. You haven't been in a situation where someone is killing a bunch of innocent kids. Maybe you're a dad and you're a mom yourself or you have siblings or little cousins. How would you feel those people were, were dying in front of your eyes? Like how would you react, right? Like that's the position they have to put, these, put themselves in is, is, as if these were their own kids and their own people to protect because that's the duty that they have as officers. Okay, so this is kind of a new angle that I I haven't seen it before. So obviously, you see Rex right here. Boom, does his thing. Shotgun guy jumps in front. You see him go up. Rex steps back. This guy takes the lead, goes to the left, and then finishes with it looks like three more rounds. And that terminated the threat. So one question that I want to ask you, just because it pondered on me as soon as I saw this, this footage, is was Justice... Served Through the eyes of the system, yes, it was served. And death by police or long time in jail equals justice served, right? So person spends 14 minutes killing six innocent lives, but it's okay because they died. Officers terminated the threat, so justice was served, right? I think that's one of the broken flaws in our system. And let me explain that because I know it could probably be a little confusing. I believe looking at the situation as like justice being served is doesn't really make sense especially in a situation like this because someone obviously needs to be punished in a sense here like how is that fair This six six families six different people had to die in this 14 minute span and what this person only had to suffer for maybe just an instant maybe a couple seconds like the person didn't care about the consequences that's obviously why they were doing it as earlier texts show later earlier that day i believe this person This young lady was speaking with one of her friends uh, through text, right? And I don't have the text pulled up right now. I didn't really want to pull it up because I didn't want to read it again because it was so stupid. But overall, the summary behind those text messages is uh, this female that ends up obviously taking the lives of six people uh, is messaging this person, one of her probably, uh, I'm assuming to be good friends um messaging this person saying that, hey, like I'm going to kill myself and it's going to be in spectacular form. You're going to see me on news in a sense. Right. And the friend, the friend responds with, you know, like may God watch you or some shit like that. Like just, oh, please don't, you know, oh, no. Kind of text message. Right. First off, fuck you for that. You clearly should have done something like obviously the person's already saying they're going to kill themselves. One, you should have assumed they're going to do the worst and they're going to do something publicly. This should have been an immediate 911 call Regardless of the situation Regardless that they just said I'm going to kill myself Or I'm going to do something crazy You know it. Either way Immediately 911 Straight to that person's house Stop it right then and there No lives have to be lost Everything is under control But you decided to be all like Oh no please don't do it And then what, what the, what'd you do after that? I believe this person's name was like Andy what, what the fuck did you do Andy? You were just like Oh no please don't kill yourself are you serious? Like you need to step up. This person, someone needs to find this person and put them at blame. I think in this specific situation, Andy, if that's your name, you're at fault. Maybe not for this person being mentally ill. You're not at fault for her being mentally ill and her deciding to take these actions, but you do have fault in not stopping the situation, knowing that That it was going to happen. Knowing that something was going to happen. Knowing that she was at least going to try to die. Because she clearly didn't care about dying. That wasn't like... She knew that she was probably eventually going to... She knew people were going to arrive. And she knew that they were going to kill her. So... Either way, you should have known better, Andy. You should do better as a person. And as someone's friend. But... Where I was going with that, right? Is someone after needs to pay right like where did this person get the guns who noticed the mental health issues and didn't say anything who didn't notice the mental health issues who not saying guns are the issue by the way they're not absolutely not the issue but clearly they were easily accessible and that's not cool (laughs) who's at fault for this like someone someone needs to pay the price for these six families that no longer have their brother and sister or someone has to pay for that don't you think So, the question that normally gets brought up when I bring something like that up is, well, at what point is your own issues your own issues, right? And I believe from the start, as soon as you can realize right from wrong, unfortunately, the country and the laws don't see it that way. Again, not saying there's not flaws in the system, but if we don't follow the system, it doesn't work. So, we follow it to the best of our abilities, and in this case, justice was served, but that is one of those little broken pieces that probably needs to be fixed is who needs to serve the justice after this i personally believe it's andy because they knew it was coming and didn't do anything about it easily could have stopped the situation as a whole and even further than that these people don't care about the consequences that are going to happen to them that's why they're doing it because they're mentally ill and they don't care about dying at this point so if you can maybe show them that if they die there's gonna be consequences that happen to someone else maybe that might stop them from doing that thing right because the consequences, aren't, the consequences aren't affecting them anymore at that point. It's affecting Andy. I wonder if this young lady would have stopped what she was doing if she knew that Andy would have suffered consequences. Because clearly Andy must be an important person to her. So obviously there's someone somewhere that is close to you that you care about remotely at some point. You care about someone more than the other person, right? Somewhere down the line. And if we could find that person and explain to them like, hey, if you go into a school and you take six innocent lives... I don't care if you were suicidal. I don't care what you did wrong or what you did right. Whatever the situation might be, how you feel, this person over here is going to pay. Are you okay with that? And at that point, then you're just a fucked up person. Not that you're already not fucked up, but you're even worse of a person than I thought. Whole different rant. I'm going to stop there before I take another 30 minutes explaining just how I feel about that whole or that whole situation. So. <laughs> I do believe there needs to be more consequences, though, and I think that is a whole in the system that we have to execute on. So, And my idea behind this is not about vengeance. I'm not trying to get back at whoever did this or what's going on in the country and who hurt these people. The point is prevention. We're trying to stop this from occurring in the first place. That the issue here is that we're focusing too much on kind of the outside issue and not preventing the issue itself. Right, I think we need to focus on what is the root of the issue, because what's disturbing to me is that we immediately started pointing the finger toward guns, right? I mean, what hours after the situation if that Joe Biden like made a tweet about regulating guns or some bullshit like that, like that's obviously not the issue. and It's disturbing that you would say something like that before you give condolences to the family. I mean, considering that you're the president and you should be the image of the country, kind of disturbing, so. Moving on, we got to understand that this is not a gun issue. It's a mental health issue. It's the psychiatric drugs used in America. It's the normalizing topics that aren't normal and talking about things that shouldn't be occurring to the life of people in society, right? Like, you're just. My problem with this LGBTQ community is it's not even the community as a whole. I don't give a shit what you do over there. It's mainly. The small minority of this group that's weighing down the community itself transgenders right because we're just being shoved this down our throat like accept us accept us accept us like dude that's not the right way to do it first off and two like you're only going to cause more hatred to yourself like you're complaining about how many people hate you and how villainized you are but and how much respect you're demanding but you got to give the respect first you got to understand that it's not going to be okay for a very long time. We're not going to accept this for a very long time. Personally, like, the gays, the li- the lesbians, and the bisexuals, like, they don't like you. Most of you. Because you're weighing down the community through the way you're going about it. You're doing it completely wrong. And not to mention that, I mean, dude, it's hard to argue your, your point when, what, the last, like, Six major shootings were either transgender or non-binary you know it's a small topic we're not going to talk about that go too deep into that but what i'm saying here is like dude i don't got a problem with you doing what you got to do if you want to go ahead and freaking play hide your wiener in the bathroom like that's cool with me just don't shove it down my throat and don't shove it down the throat of these kids these kids obviously have phones and they They learn all these things and it's happening at school itself in person like we don't give a shit we give a shit about you messing with the kids and you ruining society's image of america like it's silly and the fact is you're just shoving it down our throat without any choice and the problem is all these left-sided people want to keep shoving it down our throat and keep voting for these rights that don't make sense because why because they want us to fight. They want us to get mad. They want these small minority group to keep poking the bear. And one day the bear is going to hit back. And guess what? Violence is going to occur. And then the same thing that happened with George Floyd. They want the same thing to happen to a transgender person. And it's sad because when that happens, obviously violence occurs. And what can they do when violence is occurring and <coughs> they can't control what's going on in the street? is to get to control us. The more they get to take away from us, especially the more violent we are, the more control they have over us. Eventually, they're not going to give us that control back because we'll be too strong. And for God's sake, look at the Hunger Games. You know how likely that is to probably occur very soon? If not somewhere around the world, but in this country itself? Maybe not to that extent for a very long time, but very similar control. Um, Maybe the movie The Bug's Life, I believe that's what it's called, right? Right. These grasshoppers just keep coming in and shoving shit down these ants' throat. Like, hey, this is what you need to believe. We're God. Ah, like, we're powerful. You obey us, right? And they keep beating the shit out of these ants. But one day, the ant stands up to itself, and they realize they're strong enough to fight back. Well, think of the grasshoppers as our government. They keep saying and doing these things, trying to make us believe that they're the almighty and the powerful and what they say goes. But one of these days, someone's going to fight back, and it's not going to end well for a very long time. But... Eventually, more and more people will understand that they can't fight back too, and America is not necessarily gone yet. It is very close, and the window of opportunity is closing very fast. But there's still chance for this country to to thrive again. So, again, I know I just went on like a hundred different topics in the past five minutes, and I don't want to go down any more rabbit holes. I'm sure that was probably confusing as fuck for you to listen to. So, I just want you to know that you can make a difference in your own life and in the people around you, and that's all it takes. I'm a firm believer in the ripple effect. You drop one little rock in the water and obviously the ripples eventually go throughout the whole lake. And I'm a big believer in your own life and you doing that in your own life. You first fixing yourself, understanding yourself that you need to make a difference. Then the people around you begin to notice the difference you're making and they jump in. And then the people around those people jump in and the people around those people jump in. Eventually you have one big community, one big solid group of people that are working toward this one thing. The one thing that you truly believe in that can help this country maybe hopefully still have hope because that's the one thing we're missing and for those of you who don't think you can make a difference at all i mean dude there's high school dropouts arguing to congressmen about specific drug uses and certain parts of the country and opioid use and a bunch of fuckery that doesn't make any sense i mean high school dropouts arguing with congressmen Not saying these congressmen are necessarily the brightest people in the world. Not saying they're the right people in the world uh, by any means. But literal dropouts are getting on these platforms and arguing points and winning. And you think you can't make a difference? Like, come on now. Like, you don't have to go to that extent and go to those meetings and argue with Congress like these kids are. But you can make a difference in your own community and those people around you. And eventually... That's going to create a much bigger kind of force behind you to push the issue. So I just need you to focus on you. And then once you focus on you, you focus on the people around you. It's that simple. And the common thing that I hear when I say something like this is like sharing these opinions, sharing these clips, um, speaking your opinion on these topics is, oh, Isaac, like my sister doesn't like when I say that. Or my mom or aunt gets offended when I say that and say I shouldn't say it out loud. Or my job doesn't like when I say that because i have a certain image to follow like dude where are you gonna find the courage like your sister your mom and your aunt your job they're the problem like you know this is an issue and you truly believe this is an issue i mean the evidence is there we see what the fuck is going on how does any of it make sense but you're continuing to let these people dictate your life and how you feel over these things and delay the effect you could have on this world and or in your community because you're listening to what they have to say. They're the problem, dude. They're the reason why every time you hear someone say something like this... I mean, for example, when I when you listen to Andy Fursella. I love Andy Fursella. I, I look up to that guy. When you listen to someone like that, and then you hear your sister, your mom, or your aunt, or your work say certain things that you shouldn't say, first off, fuck them. They're already trying to control you. That should be a red flag. Two... They're the reason why when you listen to these things, you nod your head like, yeah, dude, like, you're right. There is really people in this world like that. Like, they're the problem. They're the reason when you hear them say, like, oh, that ain't right to say, Isaac. That's not okay to post online. They're the reason why you're like, man, like, Andy's right. Isaac's right. Like, these guys are right. They're the problem, dude. What I don't understand is, like, what happened to all these guys in 2016? 2018 2020 that were just like oh america 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 like willing to die for this shit i'm willing to die for this what happened to all those people that are willing to fight it's just all of a sudden hush hush disappeared i mean i don't blame them i think they understand what the consequences might be that's all i have to say for now before i keep talking and wasting your time for another what 45 minutes if you're still listening at this point, I just want to thank you and just please show your appreciation. Again, I will never run an ad. I will never ask you for money. I will never tell you to buy my product on here. but I will ask of you is to just share this podcast and share this message, share the ideas. I don't care if you steal what I say word for word. I don't care what you have to do. I don't care if you're more successful posting my own clips than I am posting my clips. Share the message and make a difference in your own community, in your own life. So if you enjoyed content like this and you enjoyed this topic, please message me on Instagram or wherever you can find me, DM me, email me. uh, It's probably the preferred method. Uh, Shoot me an email or a DM on a topic you want me to talk about. And shit, if you want to come on here and talk about it with me, I'll be more than happy to have you on. So let's go ahead and just share the positivity in this world and make a difference. Again, if you enjoyed, if I made you laugh. If you found anything entertaining, if your life improved by aiming just this much, share the podcast and show some love. Thank you. Be safe.